You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Wickhackers podcast with me, Daniel Coy, where I will be taking you behind the scenes of the hair side of the entertainment industry. You never know where my rants will go. So stay tuned. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Before we start this episode, if you haven't installed this already, go to the Apple App Store and download the Broadway Podcast Network app. This podcast, as well as BPN's vast library of other top theater-adjacent live events, storytelling, audio plays, everything is all right there in the app. It integrates the YouTube channel. You can configure push notifications. It's got full integration with Apple CarPlay, so you can listen safely in your car. You can also add non-BPN podcasts to the app so it can replace all of your existing antiquated podcast apps. So make sure to check out the Broadway Podcast Network app in the Apple App Store now or get it easily by visiting bpn.fm slash app. Hey guys, welcome back to the Wickhackers Podcast. And wow, I have a big one today. This is, I think, almost my biggest celebrity on my podcast right now. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Trixie Mattel. What? I'm the biggest celebrity on your podcast? That's date, bleak. To date. That is bleak. <laughs> That's dark. That's a dark thought. Thank you for having me, Daniel Coy. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. So we we actually quasi know each other from that brief meeting on season seven, the most difficult season of my life. Really? Oh, my God. It was the worst experience of my life. That whole experience. Tell me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, have you already oh. talked about it? No, I haven't. No. So I spent like 100K to do that. And uh, like to, to be the sponsor the things. yeah all the things yeah. products and i got not one sale boop hello wow yeah just want like that's that's why it's so mind-boggling to where you guys are now and like all the products you come out like i'm bitter nancy that's so i'm already coming from a different world because i'm like i thought it was gonna be great i thought it was gonna be awesome like i'm doing the thing and then i get there and they're like i'm gonna give you three posts and oh no you get a parking spot that's it that is all they gave me gag i mean i know i don't want to tell tales out of school but i know obviously anastasia beverly hills pays them yes a lot and I know that because I've talked to other makeup companies that have made extremely generous offers and they were, t- they were declined, even though oh. they were pretty good offers. So I know that they must be for makeup sponsorship, at least like being paid very well. Yeah, no, I'm, I mean, I don't even know how I really got mine 
So it was just it was just a lot. It was a lot with the the return on investment wasn't there. But anyway, this is season seven about. was a lot. It was a lot for me too. I lost twice. I'm I had a lot going on. So let's okay. So how do they we're obviously talking about RuPaul's drag race in case oh, they don't know? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. We're talking about RuPaul's drag Sorry, race. Sorry, we're talking about season seven of Charmed. We were on Charmed. Oh my god, I love you. So. Can I say something controversial about Charmed? Yeah. It is not that good. I mean, it is not all that. No. Buffy is doing everything those girls are doing and more. Like how many six or eight seasons of charmed and every monster is killed with a, a glass potion that gets thrown every monster every monster give me a break oh my god i mean it's a great show for women and for family great love it but like middle i know people who turn the fuck up for charmed i'm like did you have other channels like <laughs> They were not doing. They were not doing the impossible. They were not giving you everything you needed. They found, it was fine it for them. They found their script. It's fine, and you know what? If it's on, I've seen. By the way, I've seen the series a few times, all the way through. So I don't hate it. But when people act like it's something, I'm like, girl, it's kind of like how I think Lana Del Rey is really good, but people who love Lana Del Rey act like she's the Beatles. <laughs> And so I think Lana Del Rey stands drum her up to be something that she ultimately maybe doesn't live up to. So if people just casually said, oh, I like Lana Del Rey, I think critics would more widely say like, it is good. Mm -hmm. But since she's treated like this, like Madonna level, like, right. Like, you know, you know, then the people who aren't really into her music are like, it's not all that. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. Be a hype man for your fave, but not to the point where, you actually there is actually no delivery there's no return oh. investment <laughs> return investment that's what life is about that's what, anyway but okay so first off how many wigs do you have i have since it is a wig podcast we talk about wigs how many okay. wigs do you have well it really depends like i mean like if we're talking full caps right i mean or like falls too are those separate mm-hmm. let's say honestly probably yeah. somewhere around so do you do more like hairline wig foundation and then falls is that what I'm hearing? I probably have about 50 or 60 right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say at least 15, 20 of those are in a box or a bin somewhere. And then another 15 is like full cuts or long straight wigs. And then the other half is divided probably between, there's probably 10 wigs that wear a lot. And they're mostly like when I tour, I kind of do the Barla Jean Merman or Bianca thing where you have a frontal, a lace frontal, and then you change falls. Because in Grown Up, my tour, for example, there's like five wigs in that show. What? And 15, five wigs and I want to say five wigs and 11 costumes. So it's a lot. And three pairs of shoes, five pairs of jewelry, five sets of jewelry. So the falls make it really easy because I can sneak backstage during a video, take one giant geisha pin out, change it, stick it in. And it doesn't, yeah. doesn't go anywhere because I'm playing guitar. So I'm not, I'm not doing backflips. It's not going to fall off. No. Why don't you do backflips? Just- well... I don't do it because I can't. <laughs> okay. And if I could, y'all would know because I'd be doing it all the time. Like I hate on I hate when people are like, I'm sick of drag queen doing the splits. I'm like, if I could do the splits, I'd be doing them. It looks fun. I yeah. What is your favorite hair of all time that you have? Or had? Or how about had? Because you know, they, you can't ever recreate that moment. There's a couple. So there's one that I wear a lot. 
that I wore for my promo for All Stars Three. That's it's a middle part and it's a big like Farrah Fawcett yep. head wig swept with in the face. And it's really big and old. Wigs and Grace did it years ago, and the dirtier it's gotten, the more it holds a very oh. like doll hair cotton texture. It doesn't really look like hair anymore. And then I actually really like, I like doing the frontal with the snatched up piece with a bell, like a flip. With the flip? It's off my neck. I can wear sequins. It's off my back. Um, yeah. And because it's a fall, it's not in my face. It's like behind um, me. I really like that wig. And I wear like, let's say 95% of my looks are like mod 60s looks. So sure. the flip just goes with a lot of them. Also, I have a longer face and I find that the flip gives me the width I need to kind of like balance out the picture. And I don't look great in like tall wigs. I look better in, in wider, wider wigs. Why blonde? Well, because no other drag queens do it. <laughs> no. Well, I love Barbie, obviously. So, you know, the, the influences in my life growing up, like Audrey from Little Shop of Horrors and Barbie. Yeah, yeah. There were so many people who are blonde. And, and, you know, my two biggest, I would say, drag icons are Bunny and... Amanda Lepore, we're both blonde. Oh, that is, that is, so, okay, this makes more sense. Blonde just matters to me. And like somebody asked me recently on our podcast, The Bald and the Beautiful, Gigi Good asked me, what is your drag character's natural hair color? <gasps> and I almost said blonde. And then I said, no, it's brunette. I think she's a brunette and she probably does her roots every six days yeah. because she never wants people to know. It's that level of commitment. Because you never have a root. I never see you in a rooted wig. You just want blonde from the scalp. So everything. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of rooted wigs. Like I wore one for Romy Michelle and that was kind of fun. But I, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of rooted wigs, to be honest. Not on me. Like Vanity makes some really beautiful ones like Miss Australia, mm -hmm. where it's like a nice honey caramel at the root. But I probably wouldn't wear it unless it's like a white trash character or something. Okay, character. Great. What? So you have your cosmetic line. How did we get there? Like we did, you know, season seven, we did all stars and you won. Congrats, by the way. Thank you. Uh, I know. I, yeah. So like, how did, how did that come about? Like, I don't want to say it's for you as a brand, like I see music and touring and that, and then makeup. Woohoo! Like, well, well, I love making makeup and, you know, I worked for the years at an Ulta. I freelanced in Sephora's. I was with Mac for five years. So I was doing retail cosmetics as my day job when I was a working drag queen and through college. So I was selling makeup and learning about technology and makeup. And, and, you know, for 40 hours a week, I watched people shop for makeup for a living. So you learn a lot about what people want out of makeup. So I was just that person who, whenever something came out, I would be like, mm, I would have named it this. And I think this price point's too high and I don't like the way it smells. So like, I just always have something to say about a makeup product. And I love trying makeup. I've been, even before I could afford it, I've always been a product junkie. Mm. I love, I love high end. I love drugstore, I, any kind of makeup product. I just love to try products. And so I think I've accidentally built up a really great foundation for the knowledge required to build some great products and have with Trixie. Being Trixie has really taught me that packaging matters. So our vision has always been, can we have pro formulas in like kids toy packaging? Yeah. Cause you know, when, in my drag makeup kit, I used to have like, my glitter stackers from Claire's and my Bonnie <laughs> Bell and like, you know, my body glitters. And then I would have like my makeup forever, my Mac, my Smashbox, my pro stuff. And I was always like, I wish these formulas came in this fun packaging. Mm. And so that was kind of our mission statement always. I love it so much. I 
what's your favorite product that you have? I really love Mod About You, our orange blush palette. All of our brush, blush palettes are like decades. So we have Mod About You, which is 60s. Summer of Love is 70s. Back to the Fuchsia is 80s. And you never know what could be coming next. I'm just going to say <laughs> we are very much a blush company. Let's just say that. Like, I love blush. If we could just be a company that makes only blush, I would be happy with that. So when you, oh, dang it. Anyway. Oh, wigs. So we're talking about wigs. Lace. What lace do you use? Because I have like a lot of wig makers. What lace? Okay. I would say when it's something more durable, like if I'm in my really nice bright studio where it's really going to blast the hairline, I can wear like a James Mansfield wig because those are not the fanciest, like not invisible like HD lace, but they're not like screen doors. It's kind of like somewhere <laughs> in the middle. And because the, the lace on, on James Mansfield wigs are so durable, I can really get in there, just scrub the hell out of them and there is no fraying because it's not, I don't think it's like an organic no. material in the lace. So that's nice. Vanity is my favorite, but with the wig famine of COVID, it's been hard to get like her, her, her 613 color, which I believe is called bombshell. Basically, I haven't been able to get it for a year. So I have one vanity lace right now that's trimmed down to like, down to the hair that oh, I have no. to wash. I have to clean it every time and be really careful with it. Although I just sent Vanity a, a wrap of my head and she's going to start doing all custom 613 hairlines for me because yeah. blondes are tough because every brand makes a slightly different 613 and depending on the lighting, it can be really obvious. Yes. Yeah. It's the, the, the lie that they use when they leave all the hair in the batches. So they don't keep it in long enough. That's the, the problem. So what, what do you wish that you could have done on one of your seasons? Like either, I mean... I like what was something that you're like oh I wish I could have did this and it like sticks with you today I mean I'm very much a big picture person so you know having that crown on a shelf in my house I mean. kind of has erased all <laughs> like what could I have done yeah because Drag Race is also a reality show and you also people don't like it when you win and have zero vulnerability they don't like mm -hmm. to see you never never mess up I hated messing up Snatch Game but then watching the episode and seeing myself crying I'm like, oh, well, it probably warmed me up to a lot of people. So you have to kind of look at the big picture. I guess, I mean, I, I don't, and set, I really, especially on set and don't love my makeup skills. It took me, I would say I got on Drag Race on season seven around the time I was starting to finally get my aesthetic. Mm -hmm. Like this kind of like, like 60s, a little bit country, a little bit mod Barbie thing. I was just starting to get it. And so I wish maybe... I had figured that vibe out a little earlier. Okay. Because I was kind of doing more 80s Barbie for a long time in the beginning of my career. A lot of asymmetrical hair, big shoulders, right. you know, fishnets and pearls, a little bit like Madonna Barbie almost. And then when I started shifting to sort of like 60s Hawaiian vacation Barbie, it, it really changed a lot for me. When I started wearing like swimsuits and sunglasses and I was like, oh, this is, I think, more my vibe. And that's when I started doing like the drawn on bottom lashes. And, you know, that's when I kind of started doing the really big makeup. What is something like, would you do another color hair? I'm just like, would you do it? Um, Yes, I have a vanity in Banoffee, which is like a banana toffee color. It's like a caramel toffee with banana chunky highlights. Oh. And I had it styled by Zach Killian, who does yes! all my wigs. Basically I love him now. so much. Yeah, Zach Killian pretty much does all my wigs. He's so talented. I mean, his client list is, so a-list i don't know how he makes time for me 
I mean, I'm so lucky. He's really elevated my drag. And he understands proportion too. He understands that I'm a six foot tall man. And if it's a curl, I need it to look like I'm so little and that curl is doll size, huge. So he does like barrel curls. And I mean, even if it's a straight wig, it has a base tease three inches thick. You know, he really does that. So I would wear like, I want to maybe try like a, like a coffee, coffee caramel color with like blonde chunky highlights for like a shoot sometime. I have this fantasy of doing a collection, like a makeup collection where I wear like brown hair in the ads and really gagging people. Yeah. Uh. Because I, I love a lot. Like I love Lana. I love June Carter. I love Priscilla Presley. There's a lot of people with brown hair where I'm like, oh, like when I see a Priscilla Presley picture, I'm like, damn, blonde hair, uh, maybe chocolate hair is so pretty. Um, but that would look I really pretty. It. I'm just like, especially with your skin tone, I think that would look really pretty. Oh. I mean, I like on really fair queens. I think chocolate, like warm chocolate hair colors make your skin look really milky. And like, it makes look your skin look really perfect. And I think blonde hair, like for me at least, blonde hair is part of what makes my contour look so crazy. Tr- true. I mean, my hair is so light. And do you glue down your lace every day? Like, uh-huh. So I, you know, remove it with the wipe. I alcohol it and I obviously clean the lace. And then because I'm totally shaved, I can like basically do like a an inch of spirit gum on tour all the way around. So I don't even have to put the glue on the front of the lace. I can glue it just right behind where the hair it is. So yeah, like if you look at the inside of my wigs, the area around the hairline is clear. And then there's a band of glue behind that because it's, you can't see it. And because I don't have hair up there, it's, it's not like it's going to rip all my hair. See the little thing. And it makes it nice because then you alcohol your head and then you make that, when you put that much glue on it and that big of a surface area, that way it's not going anywhere. And you can attach these big, crazy falls and whip them around and nothing happens. What glue do you use? I love Krylon Mastics. Oh, okay. Or Mastics P. Wow. That's my favorite. Okay. It's my favorite beca- because, and the one that dries matte is so good. Okay. Um, Because I hate when spirit gum doesn't dry matte. I have no use for that. I have enough time for that in my life. Yeah, that's what I use. And then I clean it with alcohol. What made you? What do you use? Oh, I use Telesis. I'm a Telesis. I've never used it. Yeah. it. I mean, it's really expensive, to be honest. So the shows pay for it and I just use it. So, and it's it dries matte and clear, which is really great. And it doesn't turn yellow like that. It doesn't crystallize. But you do need... You need to scrub it off, though. That's the only thing with HD lace. So, you know. Mastics uh, is nice. Carlin Mastics is nice because it has a nice big fat brush. And you put like a dollop of spirit gum on your head at once, which I love. Uh, I hate having to dip and dip and draw it. Like dip, dip. And I yeah. can't do that. I put it in a roller bottle, like red perfume. And you just, oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> and That's then why you make the big bucks. That is so genius. And then I take watercolor pencils and put alcohol in it to take it off. Watercolor pencils. Like the water, do I have one right um, here? I'll, don't look at my paint. He's leaving. He's I, left. I, I've left the building, the watercolor. Oh, so it comes empty and you put whatever you want in it. And you put your alcohol in Whoa. it. Whoa. just go it off. Girl, that's so, amazing. Yeah, those are the fun tips. Those are the fun tips and tricks. There you go. My favorite thing about having an assistant is when I'm on tour, he cleans the lace every single night. I don't have to do it. So I get to put on clean lace every day, which is, it's nice. Oh, look at you. But obviously during COVID, I've been having to do it all myself. It's been horrible. 
horrible the lace um yeah what do you use to clean your lace alcohol 99 alcohol great um what other fun tip would you give a new person to wigs I know. Oh. Yeah. What is it like, you know, oh, you should really use this or do this or something. What, what is your tip for wig working? Well, I, like I think back to, cause I went to beauty school. So I had the foundations of hairstyling a little bit. So I knew how to back oh. home and do roller sets and, you know, direct and all that. Like, so I had a little bit of vocabulary that helped, but people learning hot rollers would be great. Yeah. I mean, a okay. set of hot rollers can save a wig. It can make a wig. It can change everything. And a lot of times you can find them at Goodwill. No one wants them. Um, but a lot true, of like, famous, fancy people use hot rollers. They're great. Yeah, 100%. Like, I um, a lot of like TV anchors, reality TV people, a lot of people use hot rollers. And then honestly, quality over quantity. Like, mm. I know as drag queens, you feel like everything in the beginning is more, more, more. I need to change three wigs that night. Everyone needs to see three different looks. Honestly, like, mm. if you have a great hair, just don't change it. I don't know why we make drag queens, like, change wigs left and right. Like, you should be able to put a wig on and wear it all night. Yeah. I, I think. I, I'm I'm also in your same world I, when I dabbled in drag. One color, you get one color, blonde. Blonde with highlights. That's what you get. Yeah. But then there's times your know, crown hair is different. What would you do with your crown hair? I've never worn it, really. I wore it on TV once, and it was like a Maryland. So it had a nice big bang and a lot of puff on the sides. And it was kind of flat on the crown of the head. I hated wearing that thing. I mean, I I, I don't want to be shady. I'm just going to say it. I don't like my crown. I don't like the way it looks. I think I have one of the worst crowns on Drag Race. Don't like it. What so is it sits it on a like shelf. Okay, I'm. I'm. How do you travel your wigs? Do you keep them in boxes? What's your your routine for? The so I'll have like a big Swiss gear like suitcase, like a big not fabric, but like you know what I mean, like almost tarp material mm -hmm. suitcase. And I have grocery bags from Target, CVS, whatever. And I brush the wig out. You know, if it's like a flip or a long fall or a long straight one, and each wig goes in its own bag, and then the bags just get put in there. And I find, because I've always traveled with huge hair, right. as long as there's nothing heavy in the box, the wigs don't really crush each other because they're all light and they all bounce around. Mm -hmm. And the plastic bags keep the fibers from like grabbing and pulling and giving each other unnecessary kind of like webbing. Yes. So that's what I do. And then if it's really big pieces, I mean, there's been wigs, like on tour, like I said, I'll have, a few different base wigs and a bunch of different like this last grown up it was like a chrissy i don't remember if you remember chrissy doll beautiful oh, yeah. chrissy yeah. Has beautiful hair that grows yeah it was like a rounded 70s bang yeah and zach killian tied it all up into a updo and the updo had a big hair bump permanently attached to it so then i just had like five different falls that attached to one base wig uh -huh. and that made it really easy to travel because every day I just had to touch up the balls. Uh, and that's it. I love that. And then I travel with the vanity wig wig holders that are like the, the two plastic pieces. Oh, mm -hmm. Not because they're the best, but because they break down. Yeah. You can't they, travel with five styrofoam wig heads. No. Or even I, I don't like styrofoam heads, but even the like I'm a regular head. I'm like, no. Um, okay. Do you block your wigs? When I'm working on them? Or, yes. or whenever. So, In between performances, even. Yes, I have a huge head, so I think I have probably one of the biggest blocks you can get. Um, and I'll block it 
I'll block the wig if I'm like redoing sort of, cause I'll have, I'll do like a reverse French braid up the back, you know, to make like a, a pony. And that pony is where the hair all attaches to. And then I'll have panels on the temples and a big chunk on the top of the crown, not the crown, like the, the hairline. And those get separated out because that's obviously what I use to snatch smooth. Mm. So I'll use the block to like reset that like once every quarter maybe for that wig. Mm. And then the the balls I'll put on the block if I need to fix them up. But most of the time on tour, like my assistant knows, if we just kind of like the Zach Killian makes me such big, beautiful, durable wigs, those styles are in there. And those styles are big because he has put so much hair in them. So... <laughs> they're very durable as long as we brush out the top layer it's like i can just pick them up off the ground whip it on stick a pin in the top and go and then usually for the costumes we will my customer will work with the hair people to create little magic that like on tour in malibu we we we, we switch from a caftan that has turban the turban falls off and there's a headband that matches a swimsuit cover-up that cover-up comes off and there's another cover-up with another headband reveal. There's headband reveals. Uh-huh. And then the final headband reveal is sunglasses for a, a swimsuit. And then that swimsuit comes off and another pair of sunglasses is under that. So like, <laughs> it's all about being strategic. And it's funny because certain things I think are important. And then like a few dates into the tour, I'm like, wow, these are 2000 seat theaters. Nobody's seeing a sunglass reveal. <laughs> But I know it's there. Yes. No, but you do. That's the thing. It's for the back. I would say just learn to do your own wigs. That's one. back to like a, advice. Yeah. Learn to do your own hair. It's not as hard as you think it is. The resources on YouTube, by the way, James Mansfield is out here giving away professional secrets. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to say it 10 years ago. If you knew how to do hair, you weren't telling people how to do it. You weren't. You, they still aren't, to be honest. Like you know, the good people, the real good people, even wig makers, they don't even want to tell their shit to be honest with you. Vanity doesn't, Bobby doesn't. I mean, nobody, because they don't need to. I mean, these are people who don't even have time to take on new clients. Half the time I'm lucky I'm Trixie Mattel because I know that if I was Beth from down the street, they wouldn't take time to work for me, even if I had the money. Because at a certain point they're like, I can only do this many wigs a day. So I need to be doing it for the most famous people so I can build my career. I understand that. It's not always the girl me. who does my costumes, Amy, Everyone's always like, who does your costumes? And I tag her, but like, I don't want everyone to start using her because she makes me probably between five and 10 costumes a month. So oh, like, no. that, that time I need well. her. Yeah, no. That- but it's nice because she's an artist and she's a costume maker. And we have sort of a, not to tell our, the way I pay people, but we have almost like a retainer. Like mm-hmm. I have, I buy a certain number of costumes for her per month, no matter what. So she can count on paying her bills, her yeah. You can pay for fabrics. We actually have a huge TV project coming up, huge. And I have this amazing, generous costume budget. So I got to give her a great pay per episode that wasn't in my pocket. And I got to, so she's like, oh my God, I'm going to get to use real silk and yes! fancy, fancy closures and, you know, fancy linings. Cause usually we'll skimp on like the lining or, right. you know, if it's like pit stop, let's say, that's when I'll do a little more magic with my wigs where I'll be like, well, Let's take this wig that I didn't really like and let's see, let's try it as a topper. Oh, that looks great as a topper. Because mm-hmm. I have a lot of wigs. People are like, oh, I love that wig. And I'm like, this is two wigs that are separate that now you're seeing together. On Pit Stop, I'm usually wearing just two wigs put on top of each other that weren't even originally meant to go together. Interesting. So you're on the spot creating. Like, 
like, all the time. <laughs> what would what what is something that had like a skill you had to like create to like like oh this is something now I have to use? Does that make sense? Like a good question. Can you rephrase it? What do you mean? Like like you know like I use the roller bottle. You know you came up with something that is oh. to you. You know a, a secret, a trade secret. Now I do have some good ones actually. I think I. I think the way I stack lashes is pretty unique. Mm-hmm. I kind of stack them one on top of the other, but fanning out. So mm-hmm. you're not getting 10 lashes stacked identical on top of each other. You stack one and the next one you move out a little more and out a little more so that it's a big dramatic curl. And then towards the end of the lash, I go in and I cut up a lash and I add individual spikes so that my crease, like my big Trixie white and you know, whatever crease, you still see definition of little black. And I make them pers- purposefully asymmetrical. It looks better when they're not the same, the same. Mm. Okay. I like this. Okay. Yeah. What was the worst job you've ever had? Worst, like worst, like hated it. Yeah, sure. I used to caption telephone calls for the deaf at a company called CapTel in Wisconsin, in Milwaukee. Yep. an hour, which at the time was the best pay I ever got. But I had to, there was a service where let's say you, Daniel, let's say your grandma's really hard of hearing. Let's say you want to talk to her on the phone. Grandma's probably not totally deaf, but grandma probably needs, you know, she'll be like, what? Oh, she can hear you, but not perfect. But her, so she had a landline with a screen on it. And I would listen to you talking to your grandma and I would caption or revoice with my voice into a system that would like uh, voice to text what was being oh. said so grandma could hear you and see it no yeah I did it for months it was horrible got fired <laughs> I got fired because it was Christmas and you're supposed to be very attentive on these calls and my supervisor came around the corner and I was doing puff paint on a Christmas sweater and he just unplugged my headphones and was like you're done okay. I've been fired like five times oh what were the uh, being self-employed is the only thing I haven't been fired from but I am very disappointed with my primary employee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is um, what. See, you're so funny. You made me forget my. I was oh, anyway. Um, I like working for myself though because I do have a an unshakable work ethic. Work is all I care about and all I think about. I care aren't you about off right now? Month. Yeah, I'm <laughs> off right now for a week. But I mean, I'm making YouTube videos all week and like. You're doing I was my podcast. Class. I was, I mean, I'm doing thank you. First yeah. off, like, I'm like, oh, I'm off. I'm like, oh, shit, she's off. She's, she's busy. She's very, well, he, here you are. I'm yeah, like, I'm doing, Katya and I had to do Bald and the Beautiful this weekend. I'm doing Fortune Themesters podcast this week. I'm always busy, girl. Because again, there's, I mean, all these things, there's not someone doing it and my face is on it. So like, at the makeup company, I'm there mm-hmm. a lot. We're on Zooms constantly to name and test and pay for and design all these products. I mean, uh, it's a lot. Is there anything that you wish to change in your line? Like, you're like, oh, I should have did this first. Like, that you like figured out? Yes. I wish I would have started with more tools, like brushes and stuff. Like, we have a lot of cool brushes coming out, but I'm like, I wish I would have started with that. There's still certain things I want to make, but I haven't perfected yet. Like, we have some formulas that I'm like almost getting fatigued on because. I'm just excited about it, but I'm not going to put it out until it's perfect. And so it's like, I've been trying some of this stuff over and over again for a year or more. And I'm like, I'm ready for this to be good. I'm ready for us to get to where it's, I think we, we currently have one shadow palette on the market and I can't say, but maybe we have 
a lot more coming out. And thinking back, I'm like, we probably could have started with Shadow Palace. Mm. Mm-hmm. But I just love blush so much. I thought blush is such a fun way to wear color that's not a huge commitment. And I'm always thinking of the beauty fan who doesn't look like a beauty guru. You can love beauty and not wear tons of makeup. So I'm always thinking of like, like we just launched Eden, which is like a muted ginger cinnamon lipstick. I'm obsessed with it. I'm like, I'm always thinking of like the librarian who wants a wearable color, but just wants like fun packaging. Yeah. You know, not everything has to be like shocking, crazy. I love like Stacy lipstick that's neon pink. I love daytime realness or blue eyeshadow yeah. palette, but I love like Marsha, 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 which is like a, sh- a clear champagne gloss. Just so- I love real girl makeup. I love soft makeup. My favorite makeup look on women is clean brow, clean lashes, clean skin, and just like a, a pop of color on the cheek. Like the Bobby Brown look. I love like yeah. the Bobby Brown look. Yeah. I mean, we, we both came from the, the counter. So. What counter were you at? Oh, we were Lancome. I was the Lancome. Oh, at Lancome. Boutique. Lancome Boutique. Um, at a Nordstrom, uh, Macy's? Uh, Lord and Taylor. Lord and Taylor. Yeah, it, Jersey. Jersey girl, Lauren Taylor. I've had a few Lancome products. The the remover, the, the it's like yeah, orange bottle, Hypnos mascara. Oh, yeah, mascara is their big. I thing. think that's all I've had. <laughs> that's it. I don't think I've ever had even a lipstick from them. Oh yeah, let's. You don't need it. You're good. You got the you got the staples because the the remover is what they're known for, and the mascara. So yeah, the remover I heard was great. We had it on tour. I will say this: don't get it in your eyes. Oh no, it'll burn. Yeah, it burns. It burns. That's it. I mean, what what can we look forward to? What can we look? I know you. There's a lot you can't say, but yeah. Anything well, that you um, want to, to plug? I'm in Milwaukee. I'm a proud owner of Wisconsin's oldest gay bar now. So that's been great. I'm here all week having meetings with my co-owners, talking about our lovely business and our lovely clientele. So if you're ever in Milwaukee, please stop into, I mean, it's a gay bar older than Stonewall. It's really historical. It's iconic. It's the type of gay bar that has like, you know, carpet on the walls. Yeah. It's that kind of joint. Uh, and then, you know, shop Trixie Cosmetics. You can listen to The Bald and the Beautiful. I recap the pit stop every single week on for VH1. I, you can watch Queens Who Like to Watch on Netflix. You could watch uh, season six. It's not out yet, but we're filming now. And then so many, I have so much shit coming out. The the biggest things I've ever done, the biggest TV projects I've ever gotten, the biggest makeup products I've ever done, the biggest albums are all about to happen in the next like year. Yeah. Those are really about to be wild. Legacy shit. RuPaul who? Oh, I mean, no comment. <laughs> some, of us, all right, guys. some of us are also bald, uh, bald narcissists. Okay. <laughs> you didn't even say hello. Well, she hates you. She yeah. came up to me and said, I fucking hate her. <laughs> you know, I've always had great relationships with RuPaul because I think that I don't imagine her to be anything. So I think, oh yeah, it's a 60-year-old man who is a television veteran. I don't expect a hug. No, right, no. But I find, I'm, not, I'm not saying you feel this way, but when drag queens are like, I was disappointed. I'm like, Mary, it's a TV set. On TV sets, people oh, sometimes yeah. sometimes people are in scenes together and don't even talk to each other until the cameras are on. This is true. Like, it's just this she's always been very respectful to, to me. RuPaul's such a business person, so I love like on season eleven, I was there doing some stuff, and the the, the electricity went out. So me and RuPaul are in the workroom alone for like an hour at a table just talking, and it was like we're sitting there, and 
she's asking about like who writes your music and i was like i do and she's like who owns it i was like i do she's like oh cool and she pays attention to us i wouldn't say she like stands us but she like knows if we're out there doing shit mm. she came to see me and kati and romy michelle uh, well hello i mean yeah that's nice of her she snuck in the back and she was in a covid mask and like i believe like a wheelchair and like a sun hat she was trying to hide yeah i don't know if she was successful in that but <laughs> oh my gosh well thank you so much for doing this i am so honored to have you on my podcast so guys make sure you check out the wig hackers podcast and there will be more things to come toots everybody Thanks for tuning in to another exciting episode of Wig Hackers. I love talking about all things hair and wigs. So if you have questions, comments, queries, concerns, come follow me on Instagram. I have so much information there at Daniel Coy Official. I love helping and inspiring other hair artists and enthusiasts. So don't be afraid to reach out. And remember, do your hair because if you're looking good, you're feeling better. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.